0: Hey, it's another Saturday. Thank you very much for joining us here on Real Estate Realities, New Radio Media, and I'm here with Dylan Tanaka, and our guest today is Dave Tupin, who is a guest of Ashley, both of ours, but was introduced to us by uh, Dylan. Thank you very much, Dave, for joining us. Dylan, tell us uh, real briefly you brought how, your we friend and and how we met, yeah. how you guys met him. So,
1: um David is a uh, he's a real estate investor just like all of us really and um, I think we crossed paths a couple of few years ago uh, we never really connected and then um, he called me on one of my uh, houses I had for sale probably a, a month ago so we we, we had a, a nice conversation and uh, talked about you know podcasts and, and uh, Did he give and... you a good offer <laughs> no no it was no, a low ball ter- terrible offer <laughs> um, but. Uh, no, um, we talked about podcasts and, and speaking on the radio and, and all that stuff, and uh, and and it came up, you know, to have him on the show. So then we went and had lunch last week, and uh, mm-hmm. kind of talked about what we should talk about on the show. And uh-huh. and I wanted to make sure that he wasn't going to be afraid to uh, to speak in front of the the millions and millions who are watching right now. Right. There's, but there's quite uh, a few people. Yeah, no, only a joke. Hi but, mom. Um, <laughs> right. Hi mom. Love it. But uh, uh, I think he's a he's a pretty exciting, uh, you know, young guy and uh i'm i'm excited to have mine here
2: well welcome to the format yeah thank you guys very much i appreciate it excited to excited to be here and i love the the concept of this show is is awesome you guys seem to have a lot of cool guests on here so
0: well we so far we've had really cool guests on That's awesome. so far up until (laughs) this point we'll see how it goes we'll see how it goes you're here for an hour we're changing it up this time yeah right welcome welcome so what's going on uh dylan what's up in the news i was kind of out of commission in you know, a couple days um, in
1: trial. I, I think uh hopefully we'll get a market update from somebody today. But mm-hmm. uh I tell you what, the uh, things are moving quickly. There's not a lot of properties on you know, speaking residentially, there's there's hardly anything available. Values from um you know from western Oakland all the way to eastern Macomb they're rising so rapidly uh mortgage rates have gone up a tick right. i think we're looking at about four and a quarter i think somewhere around there mm-hmm. which is still tremendously low uh historically
0: yeah. and, so, then, and then the homes uh like wayne county rent uh the uh foreclosure tax roll yes pretty yep. much came out so that's making things very busy right and a lot of excitement yeah oakland county had oh, their for, um, for quite a few people they
1: had their tax um auction last week and uh they filled a, a stadium a soccer stadium right for x amount of properties and uh you can always find deals there but wow it's uh it's unlikely a lot of times for for guys like you know dave and i or even yourself because when it's out there to the public you're just not going to find right the, sure. the best opportunity
0: you know it's really interesting we were outside we were just talking briefly buying the home whatever the price <laughs> that's the you know and these foreclosures that's the easiest part of the business sure. right yep. you can you can buy something and just you know, indiscriminately and not even do the research. So doing the research and purchasing the home, that's like the smallest part, right? It's doing the work. Right. You got to do the work. It's all the, the contractors. Follow-up. Right. Absolutely. So you do a lot of that stuff, right, Dave? Yes.
2: Yeah, so right. the most recent thing I did, I managed, it was a $450,000 renovation on our uh, ap- most recent apartment complex. And, mm-hmm. and that was difficult. Find You know, you had to go through a lot of different contractors sure. and, and I probably pieced together Eight to ten different groups that did, you know, from the roofer to some smaller projects. I would put a GC on, and they mm-hmm. would handle, you know, the carports and uh, some asphalt work. But, you know, it was a, it was a struggle getting to the prices we needed to get to. Um, we came in under budget, which was good, but it took a little longer than expected. Sure, you're so, like the
0: GC for the GC. What's right? that? You're the GC. You're the. I was the GC of the GC. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what yeah. we are. We're puppet masters.
1: Right. I mean, David and I talked last week. We had a, a wonderful brunch. Um, oh yeah, it was a great brunch. And uh, you know, you. he he always. Uh, you know he, he coaches me and, and uh, we were talking just some, some business ideas and he kept telling me listen we're you're, you're the quarterback here you're the surgeon so remember right. that and uh, try to get some of those small things off your plate where like you just said Dave hiring a GC costs more money than calling 900 different little guys to come in and do it but where's your time better spent especially with the projects we'll get into that I think in the second right. session but some of the projects you're touching on um, you know time is money and, and even though you're younger uh, David and I know Every minute counts. I, oh yeah. How
0: do you know he's younger? I don't know. <laughs> How well, can sh- you tell? Right. <laughs> what, what What is your background, Dave?
2: Yeah. So, um, gosh, I, I started my first business when I was thirteen years old, mm-hmm. uh, and as a landscaping business. So. Okay. I just started mowing neighbor's lawns, and it kind of evolved over throughout high school. I ended up, you know, I had a big zero-turn mower. I had all my equipment. I had a kid working for me and I was doing a bunch of lawns, landscaping, work for people. An employee in
1: high school, is it, right? Correct. Okay. I hope everybody's listening to that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So... Um by the end of high school i I kind of transferred that business to him. It's a funny story because actually we we kind of went our separate ways for a couple of years he was he's in college now just finishing up, but this summer he came back he's interning for me now in real estate oh, so awesome. it's it's awesome he's a he's a hard worker he's a good mentor. kid. Shout out sure. to Nick okay. uh, um, yeah, so I did that for a while. Um, I ended up going to college uh, you know oddly enough for uh, dentistry. I have oh. a, you know dentist in the family, and I thought that was my calling thought I was. You know, going to be a good fit uh, for that career path, and and changed up pretty quickly after about a year in college. I decided that that was not for me, and that I wanted to go into business uh, in some fashion. Um, I had some real estate influence in my life from from some relatives and people I had met, and it was always intriguing to me. Is I think, to most people, real estate's kind of just an, an intriguing business. So, like, what were you eight in two thousand eight? Two thousand eight, eight. That's probably about. Thirteen, okay. yeah. Right. So when that happened, I wasn't too, yeah, wasn't all familiar too with... familiar and aware when the whole mm. market crashed. It was, it was kind of like, oh, why is you know, why are my friends' why? parents losing their jobs? Why is yeah. I wish I stuff? was thirteen
1: and not paying uh, for my lawns to be clean? whatever the heck yeah. you know, I was thirty years old at that point, right. you know, or 30, oh, sure. 30 something. Yeah, so yeah, why can't I time. collect from the neighbor?
2: You know, right? <laughs> right. It was yeah. unfortunate for a lot of people. Yeah, it but was. I was
0: just wondering if that was a kind of impression, you know, impressed you. Uh, when it came to real estate
2: like well, I, I guess I didn't notice it too much at the mm, okay. time You know, I guess too a little too young, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, you didn't you did notice the effects of it Like I said, I you know a lot of friends whose parents <clears throat> were in the auto industry that oh. lost jobs and stuff like that so Sure, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I, I tell the same story when I was a kid if, if someone's parents ever had to You know move away or if somebody lost a job a dad we would hear that may, maybe from fifth grade on and it was so shocking mm-hmm. because it just it didn't seem to happen you right. know, because I grew up in a nice middle class neighborhood, and um, to think of the kids exactly who are, who are Dave's age, and I mean, you guys uh, got to view the destruction from a, from a different angle. right Sure.
2: Yeah, definitely a different angle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but after that, I, I ended up studying some finance and, and accounting uh, at Detroit Mercy, and uh, did an internship uh, with Deloitte. I did some consulting, I did some investment banking with the firm in Troy. Michigan, and then, um, you know, it was funny after the day after I got out of my my last internship with Deloitte, I ended up, you know, respectfully calling up. I had a couple job offers that were right around six figures Mm -hmm. a year. And I I called them all up that day. And I, um, I'd already been listening to real estate podcasts for about a year then. I'd gotten my license while I was working. And I I turned down all my job offers. I said, if I'm going to go out and do this real estate thing, I got to corner myself. I'm going to put myself in a position where there's no going back. Right. I feel like such a slacker next to this guy. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You got to burn your ships, though. Yeah. You got to, you got to, you know, it's like Alexander the Great, right? They, and they, they push his, Army over, and they burned the bridge. He said, "You guys right. are either going to die, or you're going to, you're going to succeed." So, that's been um, a historical reference. Yeah, so I I ended up uh, getting right into like wholesaling. You know, I think a lot of people start mm-hmm. doing that. I had my uh, my license uh, as for, an agent. For
0: our listening audience who's not familiar, what, tell tell people what sure. wholesaling is.
2: Sure. Yeah, that's right. Um, so uh, wholesaling is in. I guess you can do it in any type of real estate. You can do it in residential, commercial, uh, multifamily. It's where you put a property under contract. And you have some language in that purchase agreement that says this contract is assignable. And you go out and you find a buyer uh, that can purchase that property. And and whatever price you get them at, you kind of... Earn the spread between there, right? right. So you that's might very
0: charge.
1: simple,
2: right? Yeah,
0: did you ever go to like a mentorship program or one of those? What are those called, Dylan? We won't plug anybody, but there's that one big uh, starts yeah. with a T and an H and an A and an N. Oh, right, Ria's, right. yeah. Oh, Ria's, so yeah. I did to go RIAs? to some Ria's, yeah. So, okay, that's like mentorship, right? I mean, I guess so, yeah, yeah. yep. And that's kind of how you learned about wholesaling.
2: I did, yeah, and from uh, podcasts and all that stuff. You know, yeah. I think a being lot of the being ways. just a
1: few months younger than us, David. Right. And, you know, I always <laughs> talk about these guys are and girls are so lucky they have YouTube and oh man, oh yeah. There's oh, so geez. much free information out there, and I literally used to go to the library mm-hmm. before the internet days, and I would find these books on real estate investing, and it was Robert Allen, No Money Down, and, and Carlton you know, Sheets, Carlton Sheets, and mm. um, the message is the same. Not much has changed, but the mm. way that we can receive it now with and the also podcast, the technology. Videos. Oh, it's yeah, amazing! Absolutely, right?
2: You can get it, it anywhere, right? I mean,
1: yeah, so you don't have to pay thirty thousand dollars to a mentor to teach you how to, you know, from California to teach right, you how to buy no. and sell homes in Metro Detroit. Yeah. At least
2: to get started, and if they ask you to put it on a credit card. Mm-hmm. Run the other way. We were just right. talking about that too. <laughs> I, I'm not a not right. a huge fan of that, but I think if you're if you're in a position where you've started it, you can get started with with a, a good mentor. Yeah, you know, for free if you provide some value to them mm-hmm. and online information. Mm-hmm. And if you start a business and now you're ready to take it to the next level, mm-hmm. by all means, pay somebody ten, fifteen, twenty thousand sure. dollars to to coach you if they're already you know way ahead of way you and they can take you, you from right. level five to level ten right but when you're just getting started there's so many people that spend all this money on sure
0: and then they waste it and they right? waste it you know you said about mentorship and giving a value uh, dylan and i were at a, uh, an event and there were quite a few people who were like how do i get involved how do i get involved what is that quote thing of value that you're referring to uh, besides uh, you know plying with money it's it's um, bird Hard dogging, right? Well, bird dogging sure. is a big, a big area for wholesalers, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. Finding deals. I mm-hmm. mean, the, you, you want to know the easiest way to get in with a good mentor is go bring him a deal.
1: Yeah. yeah. You, your first business partner. How did you get in with him? Did, yeah, it, did you beg him to take him to lunch and hang out and, you know what I mean, go to the mall? No.
2: Yeah, I had a ref- – I can't remember <laughs> who – Did you have somebody like
1: that? I have lots of people like that. <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. <laughs> and that's yeah. how you get wardrobe. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> I go to the mall with them. And- <laughs> yeah, he
2: hangs out with them on the weekends. <laughs> All right. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I uh, I think somebody mentioned, you know, it was a friend of a friend type of thing, and uh, I I went and got coffee with him and learned. I was mm. like, wow, this guy's doing a lot of business. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like somebody I want to – you know, get in touch with. I'm really trying to actually do something. I'm not just sure. trying to waste my time in this. How did you make job. How did you make income. him pick up
1: the phone when you called, though, after that first coffee?
2: I think it was because, oh, after the first coffee. I think I just, I think the way I carried myself might have, you know, helped in that. I showed him I was, I was very serious. I yeah, was that's like, a huge listen, I just, I've been doing this, trying this for two months now. I've been putting in all this work. Mm. He kind of told me some tips of what I might be doing wrong. Obviously, you always start off, you're, you're not always doing the right things. and mm. um. And and I think he said he, he did some coaching, and it was like, you know, it was a thousand bucks a month, and you do a call a week with him. He didn't do it with many people, but we ended up doing that for like a month. And after a month, he's like, okay, you, you know, we're stopping coaching you to come work for me. Oh, so, so right. So I started working for him uh, for that was a couple of months there. And uh, we just did really well buying foreclosures, and, and, and we were doing mainly fix and flips. At, okay. at the time, he was doing about, Sixty to a hundred fix and flips a year on any given year for the past you know five or six years there, and um, uh, I just kind of joined into that and helped you know as an acquisitions. Sure. What did, what struck
0: you like new to the business like the fix and flips and going into properties? What what struck you? What was the most surprising thing to learn? Do you do you
2: remember? Uh, I just, you know, took, especially doing took, foreclosures, yeah. man, there's there's a lot of uh, you walk into a lot of shady situations, you know, <laughs> <laughs> if you're going, especially if you're going to Detroit, you better be packing on those. Oh, those sure. Mentally and physically. <laughs> Mentally and physically. Right. Yeah. Were you, I mean,
0: well, Detroit, I mean, you can go, you know, there's so many other areas. The minute you sure. go into a, a neighborhood where there is a foreclosure and you're the one who's, uh, you know, the, uh, the assignee of that yeah. note or you're buying the property, sure. a lot of people come to you. Uh, the neighbors. I mean, I had one where I had to take over a home. I won't I won't say where, but it was a si- significant property, and I had every neighbor come and just converge on me all at once when I once I got into the driveway, really? bitching and screaming and yelling. I'm like, hey, I'm just here. I'm you just know, here, to starting. Right, just my job. Just taking this, right? Yeah. And so. Uh, you know, as a young man and you're getting into the business, I was just wondering what impressed you most, and you're just saying that you
2: know, is it danger? Is it the
0: craziness? Well, I,
2: I guess I, no. I don't want to take a neg- negative look on it. Then what impressed mm-hmm. me most? I just loved it. I love the the action. I love negotiating. I, right. I'm I'm so negotiation and and just putting deals together is my favorite thing to do. That's, that's nice. I think that's the best use of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, is is being out in the field, talking to people. Uh, you know, negotiating prices, contracts, sure. all that kind of stuff. That's what I love doing. And, well, and, and I got to do that every day. So. I think,
1: I think um, you know, Dave's done a, a lot of pre-education or did a lot of pre-education before he got started. And I've seen some of the spreadsheets that uh-huh. he's put together, um, even on, on their wholesale deals, mm-hmm. you know, a $50,000 home. And, I mean, I can read it the average person would look at this and say oh my gosh you know but right. at the end of the at the end of the the tail of the tape it would tell them what what their you know internal sure. rate of return is or whatever sure. and and most landlords don't think that way right. so i mean i think that's huge to have that um, that backing especially mm-hmm. when going into the
0: bigger deals
1: mm-hmm. yeah that foundation. Absolutely.
2: yeah it's very it does change significantly from residential to doing the commercial stuff especially multifamily i mean well, you know I've got when, some... when did
0: you do your first commercial deal
2: um so yeah, I was working with Dylan, and then and I said, you know, hey man, we're we're doing all this flipping. This is great. You're making, you know, make cash. You're getting quick money, mm-hmm. but everybody knows you pay a ton of taxes when you do that. Right. And what's what's our end goal? What's mm-hmm. my end goal? What's your end goal personally? I want to build wealth. I want to have generational wealth. I want to build a huge portfolio of real estate. I, I'm not gonna get. You know, there by flipping. Although, you know, I could have kept doing that for a couple years well, and transition. I mean, look transition. at Dylan.
0: one. He flips and he, sure. know, he wholesales. He's
2: well, he's also doing some huge developments now, and that's right. you know, I mean, that's it's awesome. And, and and not that either way is better than the other. Right. You can make a ton of money flipping. Yeah,
1: it's what's right for you. It's and, what's and right most, for you. Most people at 22 don't know that. That's sure. what sets you apart. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you don't know that till you're in your 30s, especially if you're you're a entrepreneur and you're not really sure if you're still you still have the full time job and right. there's nothing sure. wrong with that. I tell yeah. everyone we talked about this do not quit your job you don't want to yeah, do what no, I do until don't. you have so much money in your checking account right. or your business checking account that you can go without making money a couple hundred percent agree yeah the don't, only reason I was able to up. do
2: that is because I had you know I don't have a family I don't have yeah. kids yet I, I was able to live at home you're you making know. the early sacrifice yeah exactly that's okay it's great. yeah no that's good advice you don't want to don't quit your job and transition you call that the, the
0: side hustle right the side hustle, can you do right. that business I mean for people who are watching tuning in for the first time like looking and trying to figure out if this is a career for them can you do this business as a side hustle absolutely okay
2: absolutely all right so i i just think there's so many people that have proven that it can be done that you know it's just uh it's it's all about you know putting in the work and managing your time correctly it doesn't mean it's going to be easier Mm. have you
0: ever been a landlord on single-family homes
2: Uh, i have not okay
0: so no. we'll talk and another <laughs> couple of shows. I'll give you a home to you can be the landlord. <laughs> sure. Let sure. How that works. <laughs> sure. Um, why um, not? Yeah. Why not? It's just the opportunity never presented itself or it's just something that you're just not interested in doing or.
2: Yeah. So I didn't, you know, when I got in, didn't have capital to buy my own property. And, mm-hmm. uh, um, for me it was, I mean, we transitioned very quickly from doing the fix and flips. Like okay. I said, you know, it was like four to six months in working with Dylan and, uh, um, I told him, I said, "Hey, let's let's start building a portfolio instead of uh, flipping. Let's okay. go out and get some some multifamily properties. You know, everyone is kind of just starting to be crazed over multifamily, and right. so, we didn't even know what a syndication was until we did our first syndication. And then we then everyone <laughs> yes. starts talking about it right. online. It's like, like, wow, we just did that, right? Right?
0: Sometimes you know, ignorance is bliss. Yeah, sure. <laughs> that's good. So
2: so we went out and re- and, and we started you know, hundred percent of our time into into multifamily. We bought two 12 units within the first three months, I think." And then uh, we closed on those practically simultaneously, 212 units on the same road. Okay. Um, we raised about 150000 for each of those properties and then um, acquired those. And then uh, uh, went on a couple months later, and we bought a 96-unit building, and, you know, from there. Uh,
0: so, listen, we're gonna. <laughs> we're, our producer's telling us that we have to go pay some oh, bills. Yeah. I want to learn so more about the whole right. syndication thing when like, sure, we sure. come back. Right. But, um, so. Uh, New radio media. Uh, Dave, uh, we'll uh, be right back. Beautiful.
3: If you need a fingerprinting service, A1 Fingerprints is the place to go. A1 Fingerprints specializes in fingerprinting for teachers, students, law enforcement, and more. A1 makes the process so easy and simple you can be in and out in 10 minutes. A1 does walk-ins so appointments aren't necessary. A1 Fingerprints, located in Southfield on Southfield Road. Go to a1fingerprints.com for more information. That's a1fingerprints.com. It's that easy. At Murray's
4: Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me. Just listen to what our customers have to say.
3: The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
4: They make you feel like you're at home.
3: Pick up a can of seafoam
5: fuel system treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One motor oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
4: We've got the parts you need, when you need them.
3: Advertising your business these days can be challenging. Traditional radio and TV ads are expensive
4: and frankly, a bit of a crapshoot. Not to mention, the audience for over-the-air material is shrinking
0: as more and more of us demand to see and hear what we want when we want. Advertising on new radio media is a solution. With our live streaming programs that are also available on demand, your message is always ready when your customers are ready to watch and listen, all for a fraction of what you'd likely have been paying for other ads. Newradiomedia.com.
5: Call Buzz Van Houten at 248 939 9999 for more
3: information.
4: Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you and we take pride in our impeccable affordable service and we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Walled Lake.
1: Hey, everybody, we're back. Real Estate Realities, new radio media. We are here with our special guest, Dave Tupin, who has been uh, really, I mean, dropping some huge knowledge on on this commercial real estate. So uh, a little bit earlier, we talked about the whole syndication thing, Mm -hmm. but I think um, during the break, we talked about um, how how did you really go from being a a college student to doing commercial deals versus the residential?
2: Yeah, I think... Part of I think the biggest thing is self-education, right, and kind of opening your mind um, to a lot of different opportunities that are out there. And I, th- I think, you know, anyone probably listening out there went through the same path that I did and is going through the same path. I listened to, to podcasts, read books, mm-hmm. you know, followed people like Grant Cardone and, and all these people for months before I ended up doing anything. I just, right. you know, educating and educating. Sometime, you know, at some point during that, you really have to, to kind of just – Jump into it now. Do you remember your first business book when you were, you know, oh, man. building your landscaping company? Um, I didn't. I didn't read business books back yeah, then. Okay. I didn't get into it until college. Okay. Uh, but the first book I read that just changed my life was *Rich Dad Poor Dad*. Oh, and you I go. think right, I, he, a lot of people are probably in the same boat. Yeah, yeah. Most entrepreneurs. That,
0: that's probably
1: the number one book people say. Maybe *Think and Grow Rich*, *How to Win Friends Influence People*. Those are probably the big three.
2: Absolutely. So I mean, it, you know, that that completely changed my life, changed my mindset. Mm -hmm. I just started reading like crazy, bigger pockets. Sure. Um, And and the number one thing that made it a reality for me was networking with people. Mm -hmm. Um, You can read all you want. Once you meet people like yourselves, Dave and and Dylan, um, that changes things for me because that, that makes it a reality. There are people around me in my market, in my city, my neighborhood, that are doing what I want to be doing. Right. And I can go out and learn from these people if I provide them some sort of value or, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people are just good people. They just want to help. And they they went through the same thing when they started. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of real estate entrepreneurs are self-starters. They mm-hmm. they came up from, uh, you know, they've built what they have on their own without having that generational wealth. Right. Um, and And they enjoy... Helping people because they probably had people help them on their way out. So that's
1: that's like a a tweet bomb or whatever the heck it's called. What he just said about the networking because as he is a millennial, unfortunately for him, because he's not a millennial, even though he's of the generation. Uh, And uh, you know, I work with a lot of younger kids. I know you do also, David. Mm -hmm. You know, some of your interns. And um, nothing against any of any of our guys or Mm -hmm. girls, but the generation—they're much less comfortable doing this networking. I, everyone i hang out with has been 55 and older for for 10 years sure. you know so now he don't 40 age. it's okay he doesn't age but uh <laughs> I, you know i've always hung out with with older people in business almost than in life i still have my old friends but um i wasn't afraid to go to them and ask questions pointed questions but uh go sure. into the networking events and like you said putting yourself out there at, but bringing value at the same time
2: absolutely i mean what's the worst thing they can do is is they're not going to tell you, hey, I don't have time for you, kid. They especially love it. Especially if you're young. They especially love it. If you're, yeah. They love it. So, sure. um, you know, for me, any time I heard somebody say, hey, uh, a family member or a friend say, hey, I know somebody who's in real estate, I would I would say, give me, you know, give me right. their contact sure. information, right. let me give them a call. Um, and and people are always more than willing to to take a call or go out for coffee, um, help you out and help you learn.
1: We were on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour, and he called yeah. me to lowball me on a deal, <laughs> which is his job and my sure, job right now. But uh right. Next That's thing you know, awesome. we're just talking, 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 and we're both like, "We got to go back to work," you yeah. know. But <laughs> just like that, and there, there's things I learned from him on that call right. also. So,
2: yeah, absolutely. There's there's just so many people out there that are that are more than willing to help. So, you got you were asking, how do you make that transition? Right. Yes. One, self education. Two, upgrade your circle. I had to cut out. I was in a fraternity in college, and you know, you you have a lot of fun and you party and you have a good time, but at the end of the day, those aren't the people necessarily. I right. love them. They're still my friends, mm-hmm. but those aren't the people that I spend the majority of my time with uh, right. because I'm trying to level up where I'm at, right? right. And I've, I've got to find people and put people in my circle that are where I want to be. Right. I'm still in that process right now, Exactly. Leveling up.
0: There you go. <laughs> that's what I'm doing in this room.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah, me too. Thanks. So that's why I'm Appreciate here around that. you guys right. and to right. learn. And, um, uh, you know, that's one of the biggest things you have to do is level up the people you hang out with. And right away, your goals will... Uh, your goals will start oh, those, they'll your jump, mindset huge. will will right. jump
0: I, and if you can't oh, I'm sorry if no, you can't no, no find that you find it in those type of groups like the mentorship sure groups, the, absolutely the, the Rias are wonderful yeah um, you know I'm part of a marketing program for attorneys etc I mean these are things that you learn from other people mm-hmm. and you try you really try and emulate other others absolutely successful people, So yeah
1: absolutely. I always talk about it hanging out with the uh, the wiser people they don't necessarily have to be older than us but um, it's like they put the 300-pound bar across your chest, and sometimes yeah. they leave it there because they're they're the ones who've done it. You know, I don't hang out with a lot of corporate guys, so I hang out with entrepreneurs. Sure. And just like you said, Dave, how do they start? Mm-hmm. They started by painting a wall, and all of a sudden, yep. they own buildings. Yep. Right. So they're like, here you go. I'll help you a little bit, but all you've right. got to push the bar up. Love right. it. And when they see us push that up, now they're like, okay, you took that that first step. What's next?
2: Absolutely. So, you have to be
0: a self-starter. So you were talking about your your mentor dylan who you started mm-hmm. working with then you went from uh you, you actually raised the bar yourself actually with your mentor you basically said you know we're doing all these single family flips yeah let's build wealth and let's move into commercial real sure. estate and let's do it so together you kind of pushed him though i did i pushed okay. him
2: and because he 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 always said he was getting uh, a little bit uh, complacent Okay. because he had been doing it for so long obviously he'd, he'd created this machine around it it wasn't something that you know we could go in every week and and easily produce uh, solid deals to fix and flip because there was but, a system and machine around it just right. like I'm sure in your business sure. you have consistent deals that are coming in because you've been doing it really. And, and residential
1: for a long time. is is a lot easier than commercial sure absolutely most of the time
2: yeah yeah and you but you've got to do more volume too and all mm-hmm. that Um so you know, for me, I, I had that discussion. I said, "Let's do it. Well, let's do it as partners." I want to, mm. you know, let's go. in. so we started a new company as fifty-fifty partners, um, uh, which was, you know, looking back, which is a crazy. But he was ten years older than me. Uh, but I, I had worked it's nothing. <laughs> can, 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 I, can I? Can we swear on this? Is this all completely? Yeah, we'll edit this part out. Yeah, well, no, I won't say it anyways. Um, so I just worked my butt off. Uh-huh. I worked my butt off for him, uh-huh. and I, and I, you know. Probably minimum 80, 80 hours a week. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah but you're, you're, work. you're working your butt off for yourself, your kids, who don't exist yet, who, yep. who will exist, sure. your wife. Sure. And, um, you know, at, at whatever that age is, be it 40 or 50 or 35, mm-hmm. you'll be in a position where you can choose which way to go. You're always going to work hard, I Absolutely. think. Absolutely. We yeah. as entrepreneurs, I mean, always. you know, David's always a genius. Important. Everyone knows that who listens to the show. and <laughs> I can e- awesome. I can email, text, or call him. I don't need to tell I don't need I'll people. just tell you. Sure, no, I'm just, sure, just sure. I can email, <laughs> just text, or call him right. almost any time. I mean even at nine o'clock at night if I have an idea about something, whether it's a show or a deal, and he's, he's pretty doing much it. He's back with me. Yeah. He yeah. yeah, yeah, doesn't it. have to. Well I do be. that with my clients too. That's
0: awesome. Right. Yeah, so long as they don't call me after six. Sure. Right. Well, listen, I, I just wanna I wanna change the topic a little bit. No, sure. Uh, getting back to the multifamily. So when you uh, left well I'm not saying left because you're still probably doing some residential deals but you just didn't fall into a commercial real estate or multifamily deal how long mm-hmm. did it take for you to find or did it just present itself as you were out in the market and looking for other deals right I mean, yeah
2: so uh, you know like in any business we had to sit down you're, you're almost starting a new a new venture per mm-hmm. se and we had to sit down and say okay how's, how's this gonna work how are we gonna you know don't worry about your logo or your website how am I gonna make money? Well, That's begin what with about. the
1: end in mind every attorney tells me that, you Mm -hmm. know, with the the broken partnerships and all this other crazy stuff you're going to do. So like you guys, you started a whole new venture because the one you were working in together wasn't set up to to do what you guys wanted to do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So,
2: I mean, we we basically thought of how, you know, how are we going to make money in this business? Um, We had studied, you know, and read about ways to to raise capital uh, for putting together multifamily deals and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, you can get some fees up front and a piece of equity in it for doing it. And so that's the model. Um, Like I said, before, everyone was raving about syndications, Mm -hmm. Um, and that was the model we went with. So we Mm -hmm. said, okay, how do we do this? There's a couple parts to it. We have to figure out how to find a deal, how to finance it, and how to raise the money to -hmm. to purchase them, and then how do you manage them afterwards, Mm -hmm. right? There's a couple parts to that. So how to find a deal, Um, you can talk to brokers. You can go on a a free service like LoopNet. I don't use that a ton, but uh, Mm -hmm. I use CoStar a lot, which is a commercial real estate software um uh you can talk to uh brokers you can uh prospect we we would get lists of multifamily properties and we would just pick up the phones and start calling these owners and saying hey are you interested in selling i'd right. love to buy a property right. so like, uh, what, a are you, uh, what are you what a broker are you going to list right, it? and you're like
1: right. nope it's just so simple we're the men we're going to take the it guys. down yeah, right. i
2: don't want to list your property uh right. i'm interested in buying Could i sit down and, you know mm-hmm. and we can chat about it so um, that's, that's kind of how our business worked. We figured out what's our acquisitions process. Once we get it in and get an offer accepted, how do we raise the money? How do we put it together? How do we fund it? How do we finance it? Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, it's what's our plan for it and how do we manage it?
0: Right. So you're, you're, um, you had mentioned two buildings, let's say, at 12 units each. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many units. I don't want to ask. But uh, are you managing it? Uh, in-house or are you giving it to a company to do the management? I mean, it's not that easy being a
2: manager, right? No, it's not. Yes, we manage them in-house. We have an assistant that Uh kind of oversees most of that. And then um, we do step in and and review it all and and, and look over, you know, kind of weekly meetings and reports to make sure everything's on track. Uh Uh, And then we also manage our other property as right. well, that 100, 100 units in Southfield.
0: Right. So that's commercial. But I mean, with the multifamily, that's not an easy business, is it? No. I mean, no. Uh, Management's
2: you know. not my favorite thing. Right. I do. I'm not a fan of management. Uh-huh. It's not my greatest strength <laughs> right. either. So I kind of, I do like to leave that to people that are better than that. It's a me. people business. and sure. When you have tenants, sure. it's definitely a unique sure. people business. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. It, it requires a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does require, um, strict policies. It requires
1: very detail oriented, very
2: detail oriented. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and for me, I like working on new business. I like finding the next deal. I like putting together the next, uh, project and it looks like we're, are we getting ready? For no, we're it? okay. We're, we're good. Okay. Um, yeah. You're a, so you're a visionary. Everybody
1: oh. knows the whole visionary integrator story sure. now, you exactly. know, from, exactly. from traction, you know, Gino Wickman, who's a Metro Detroit guy. A lot of people don't know that, huh. but, uh, it, uh, it, you know, it takes a lot of work to do what the visionaries come up with. Yeah, at <laughs> every
0: lunch, it does. I it think does. that uh, you know we're going to have to cut to break shortly. Yeah. But you know, when we get back, we can talk a little bit about the details of getting involved in a deal. Because what happens, people look in, and it's always, oh, it looks so easy. It's so cool. Oh, he's we can talk property. about some trials and tribulations. Right, there's so we had many. Last, yeah, right, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you a little right. bit about it. So listen, when we return, um, I will we'll speak more with uh, Dave cool. Tupin and. Um, this is Dave Sobel with New Radio Media and New uh, Real Estate Realities. Thanks for joining us.
3: Maple Lane Golf Club is a 54-hole golfing treasure located in the heart of Sterling Heights. Maple Lane Golf Club offers immaculate greens, a top-flight pro shop, and inexpensive green fees. For convenience, book your tee time online at maplelanegolf.com. Come out and enjoy a great golf experience. Try our 9 and dine special nine holes of golf, and enjoy food and refreshments in the Clubhouse Bistro. That's Maple Lane Golf Club in Sterling Heights. Check us out at maplelanegolf.com.
4: At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say.
3: The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous.
4: They make you feel like you're at home.
3: Pick up a can of
5: seafoam fuel system treatment for only $6.99 or a 5-quart container of Mobile One motor oil for just $28.95. Murray's Part City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake.
4: We've got the parts you need, when you need them.
5: Surfing the internet can be good for your brain, especially if you're getting up there in years. UCLA scientists say that the Internet searching helps to stimulate your brain function by triggering centers in your brain that control decision-making and complex reasoning. In a study to be published in the American Journal of Geriatric Psychiatry, the researchers say that using the Internet to seek out new information might stimulate the brain enough to sustain brain health and your cognitive ability. Before the computer age, the one activity that was linked to an active mind was solving crossword puzzles. The fact that even simple tasks like searching the internet might enhance your brain circuitry suggests that our brains are really sensitive to mental exercise and actually continue to learn as we grow older. So using an internet search engine such as Google produces the same brain activities as reading, but it also increases activity in areas of your brain that control decision making and complex reasoning. With another prescription for your health, I'm Dr. Jim Bragman.
1: Hey, we're back with Real Estate Realities New Radio Media, and uh, during the break, we were talking a little bit about um, how the devils in the details. Right. So, Dave, tell us some of the devils that popped up um, with the with these multi-unit deals.
2: Yeah. So, I guess for anyone who's not uh, who's not uh, uh, too knowledgeable about multifamily and syndications yet, um, the way it works is uh, it's it's done through it's regulated. When you do syndication, basically it's a way to raise capital to purchase property, right? right. You're selling shares in the deal, um, and and um, because of that, it's regulated by the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, because you're selling a security in a property. It's, it's so almost as if you're buying a stock. Let me stop you right there
1: really quick. How did you guys figure out how to do this? Did you have an attorney? Was, yeah, so oh, okay. I think
2: it was from My partner had uh, previously set up a small real estate fund, so he had uh-huh. some knowledge of of private placement memorandums, operating agreements, guys. These these are the documents that we use to to set up these syndications, mm-hmm. um, and and I think that's right. It, it, you're actually selling, um, shares, at you're selling such, shares as as their securities, almost that's right. Correct. Okay, right. so um, you know the the devil is in the details when it comes to that because you have to put together these uh, these agreements and these legal documents to be able to set up a syndication, mm-hmm. um, so that we can go out and raise money, sell these shares to investors, and. You know, for example, on my last property, we raised one point I think it's one point six million dollars from twenty five different people. Yeah. So people came in from twenty five thousand to, you know, two hundred fifty thousand apiece and at varying amounts. And to do that, you need all your documentation in place and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. To have all that set up properly, it is, so you yeah. definitely have to have the right professionals sure. on your team.
0: Right, Those but otherwise you will not be. able, not everybody has one point six million dollars to go in and buy the property, right? Still don't. No, that's yeah. okay. I mean, and yeah. then your job is to basically, you're the front person. You manage the, this deal exactly. Right? I yep. mean, there's and and uh, you know the paperwork and the agreements mm-hmm. and the, and the representations that you make to your investors. I mean, yep. you're on the hook for everything. Absolutely. You know. So it's a it's a big undertaking. What, it is what are a big. You 20, undertaking. You're 25 years old. 22. 22. Oh, I I'm sorry. I put 25 on the editor. I told them. <laughs> sorry. So, yeah. Wow. I, think we, under, I think we put under. 25. <laughs> no, <you're laughs> right. under 25. No, what you're under 25. Well, for you, 22. You. Well, you know that that's a big undertaking, and that takes mm-hmm. a lot of work. Yep. And. Um, You have to interact with a lot of professionals, such as attorneys
2: and accountants, Mm -hmm. and then also your investors. Absolutely. I learned so much. I mean, so we we had these documents all together, and Mm -hmm. uh, on this deal, we ended up bringing in a a third partner. Um, You know, Long story short, we had some investors fall through right before- That happens? uh, Yeah, that happens. It's crazy. So, (laughs) guys, this happens a lot. Especially with
1: 25, it's not like your main guy, and you're like, hey, I found another deal, and he's like, tell me where to send the funds, because you guys know each other. Absolutely. You're sitting down with Strangers that that you guys have had the cooling off period yeah. with, and yep. we hadn't done them your deals perspectives, with guys, right? a lot of
2: these people before. Mm-hmm. So when somebody comes in and says, "I'm going to bring five hundred thousand dollars to the table," right. well, next time I'm going to be a little more weary right. if I haven't <laughs> done a project with them yet. Right. So, uh, long story short, some people, um, uh, you know, fell through. Some money fell through, and we ended up uh, bringing on a guy. He owns about four thousand units himself. He syndicates a ton, and he brought in you know, 600,000 from some of his friends and he wanted a piece of the sponsorship to do that. So he got a small piece of the sponsorship right, sure. as well. Sounds which like a fine. great idea. It's good. You know, it's great for us. Somebody that has experience that could teach us a lot about management and operations and, you know, help us through the process. And he just tore us apart on our operating agreement and, and PPM, which was awesome. because I And what so was much. that
1: knowledge worth? Who cares? Oh, if it's? Man. I don't care if it's 50% of this deal thousands on the and next thousands.
2: one. Where are you at? It could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Sure. Right.
1: Yeah. Millions eventually. Yeah. Yeah, actually,
0: yeah. It, you know, we're talking about mentorship and relationships. Here's somebody who stepped in to help you, mm-hmm. and now he's going to be on your side the next deal Forever. that comes sure. in, right? Like if you yep. have a good deal. I know. Could, yep. yeah, Absolutely. That's exactly how it works. Yep. So let me ask you, uh, that, I mean, that's much more advanced. By the way, syndication is much more advanced, I think, for this show, you know, what we try and represent. Mm-hmm. But let's move back a little bit. Okay, what you know? Uh, in preparation, when you found this this uh, complex, you said that you were picking up the phone and making phone calls, a good old-fashioned way, right? A little elbow grease. Mm-hmm. What what happened after that? Like the the person who says yes, I want to sell this property to you. You know what? How did that feel to you, your first deal like that? Well,
2: so this one was really interesting. We got it from a mailer, and the guy owned. Uh, uh, he's a, he's a great friend now, but he. He owns over a billion dollars in real estate. Wow! And this was his oldest and smallest property is 100 units. This um, this
1: isn't David Sobel. This is not David Sobel. <laughs> okay. Sounds like David Sobel. You're too right. funny. Okay.
2: <laughs> um. So it was it was very interesting. We got a call from this guy and and, and he's like, yeah, I have a couple thousand units. And, and little did I know, he owns some some of the you know top, you know premier. top end premier properties sure. in Birmingham and mm-hmm. downtown. All this great stuff. Uh. A uh, really good mentor now. But we get into this and and uh, and. He's just really easygoing. He could have easily taken it to market. Uh, we bought it for 4.2 million. We c- he could have easily taken it to market. I think it've gotten 4.6 to 4.8. But he liked us for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And I recall sitting down with him after we closed on the property. I uh, sat down with him was like, w- "Why did you sell it to us?" We're great two, question, two too. Two young guys mm-hmm. had never done a deal this large. Um Honestly, I have, have no reason to have come to us as opposed to going to the market and finding a more qualified buyer. Why'd you do it? And you sold to us for less. He said, right. I just liked you guys. Yeah. He's, he's, you know, he's pretty much set where he's at.
1: No like and trust.
2: And he liked this, yeah. He so, knew you, he
1: liked you, and he obviously trusted you.
2: Yep. And, and, and it just worked out great. So uh, um, now it, it was funny. So once you get under contract on a property, uh, to, I guess, explain the process if you guys want me to... Um, Yeah, you can do it briefly for sure. Sure. Yeah, so you go, you know, you get under contract on a a multifamily property, and then you have, you know, an inspection period just like you would in residential. But instead of seven to 10 days, it's normally 30 to 60 days. Mm -hmm. And during this inspection period, uh, the the seller wasn't going to give us any financials. Um, he didn't give us. He gave us That's like the reason why he liked you so much. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> he gave us like the utilities costs and I was like, trust and me, it's a, a good taxes. property. He's, trust me, it's great. And it turns out as if you guys are gonna a, love this. Yeah, exactly. It yeah. was a, a little bit risky, but uh, um, he didn't want to give us any financials, and he was clear about that. So when we were under due diligence, I'm communicating with all the you know employees in his office, his uh, management team about. Getting documents and stuff like that, and I ended up, uh, you know, requesting because the lender needed some numbers. So I was like, "Well, can you guys just tell me what some numbers are for your expenses last year and stuff?" And he ended up finding out, and he butted and he's like, "I told you, you know, you're not getting any financials. Don't go behind my back, you know, all this stuff." And wow. that wasn't really my intention. Sure. But, mm-hmm. um, it, it was it was crazy. So, you know, imagine me. I'm twenty. I was 21 years old at the time. Getting you know an email from this billionaire ripping into me. Mm-hmm. I picked up the phone and I called him instantly. I called him right away. And I said, you know, my, my thought is always if there's a problem, I'm going to handle it. Right. right. now. Right. I called him up, and I think he was surprised. I sure. called him so quickly. I was like, hey, listen, I apologize. Right. You know, I didn't, I'm a
1: total idiot. I blew this I thing it. up. I, I should didn't. have never done that.
2: After that moment, he had a, a mad amount of respect for me going forward. And and that's awesome. Things changed, and I think uh, I think he he's super old school. He likes talking on the phone too. Mm-hmm. So you know, after that, I. I made sure to call him at least once or twice a week. He's uh-huh. a really busy guy. but I called him once or twice a week to keep him involved in the loop, and it came down to, in the end, we ended up needing some extensions because the lender had right, all these sure. problems and stuff, uh-huh. you know, how it goes. So he ended up working with us because of the good communication. Yeah. So
0: That's good. Old school. Yeah. Uh, good communication. Old school. Right? Old school. Old school, right. yeah. Old school. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, those are good stories. And, you know, again, you're impressing upon us as well as uh, we know, but uh, the audience— that everything is a process, it is. and it never goes smoothly. Never. Uh, very rarely in real estate does it go smoothly, right? Almost I mean, like never. Never. I've never, I mean... When it I, does, I mean, does go I'm smoothly, with one, right? I, I, I we mean, don't even attorney. know that it I, went smoothly. I, yeah, I, yeah, honestly, yeah. I wouldn't know. I was just like kind of reflecting Like yeah. almost every deal I touch. Uh, in fact, a it's joke. because it has a problem. That's right. <laughs> and the, the joke with one of my title guys is he always calls and he goes, is there ever a deal that you touch that doesn't have some hair on it? And I said, like, well, that's my whole business. <laughs> that's your right? job. I'm cleaning up. Right. I'm always scrubbing and cleaning the deal up. That's but You know what's job. cool
2: about that is you are an expert problem solver. Yeah, so, well,
0: I, I mean, as an attorney, uh, I, mean, I would it's be an expert. genius expert uh, he's problem genius, solver. Genius expert always, problem you know, solver. I love coming in here because ever since I started coming in here with Paul Benson and yeah, I tell you, I just you know I'll bring donuts That's every awesome. day. But listen, <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's so interesting. So, uh, with with your background now, and now you have two uh, two commercial deals under uh, four now. Okay, four. Uh, they and then you say you have something Southfield. I really don't want to get into the specific That's property. Okay. So you're now venturing into some retail business. Yes. Okay. Tell me about that.
2: So it's a, a 10,000 square foot uh, commercial building in a in a cool little downtown area. Uh-huh. Uh, Metro Wait, there's Detroit. a downtown in Southfield or uh, in oh, Fer- this, this is Ferndale? Ferndale. Okay. Good. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, in Ferndale and um, uh, yeah, it's a vacant building. We're we're going through the process to get our approvals and our architecturals are almost <laughs> done. Um, and you know we're gonna put some tenants in the building and, and build it out. It's gonna be it's, it's it's much different than doing residential or multifamily. Right.
0: What are you trying to do? All this by the time you're like 25? I want to do. Are you gonna build? Are you gonna build a rocket ship? Like um... do
2: one of each type of deal and then right. just quit? And then no. quit.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> then you, can you just be a coach. Yeah. What do you invite? Yeah, that's right. What do you envision for the uh, commercial, this 10,000-square-foot building? What type of tenants are you looking for?
2: Yeah, so we've got, uh, it'll be three units. I think one is like 2,000 to 2,500 square feet. One's 1,500 square feet. It's going to be a little uh, potentially like a sushi-type place. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the last space is 5,500 feet. And we're actually going to be starting a, a co-working business. There's a lack of oh, office space right. in that area, and uh-huh. we want to fill that need with some really cool. Give us a quick modern, little definition of co-working. Yeah, co-working. If anyone hasn't heard, um, it really easily, if you want to Google like WeWork, you can right. find out mm-hmm. what co-working is. Um, and and what it is is a lot of share. This is the new generation.
1: He goes, I'm not going to explain it. Go to Google. Go to no, Google. Type in WeWork. Type it in. Right. Let's go to the next. You subject. don't know what <laughs>
2: Google is? Shouldn't be on the show. No. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah. So. Uh, Uh, basically, it's shared office space. There's Uh going to be a lot of private offices and open working space where you can you know a business can easily get in and have office space on uh without signing a three-year lease yeah you essentially no like
1: out. buy a membership yeah. kind of like a gym and yeah, for it's like gym. 30 or it's 50 or, it, it's all different it's but all, for 30 yeah. bucks a month you can roll in and have an office
0: are you doing that
2: are you developing that yourself yes okay so, so we're gonna build it out and we're gonna we're gonna run that and operate it and hopefully right. yeah. have it. it's like a second venture we can grow that uh-huh. to a few locations very good yeah so so we'll see how that goes it's in the progress. Well, that
0: kind of goes along the lines. You know, Floyd Merritt calls in. He's a big, in fact, I'll get you his name and number. He's a really insightful, very sharp uh, commercial real estate analyst and also broker. But he's down down in Georgia now. And uh, I met him at uh, one of the banks uh, here in Michigan. But uh, he's been saying the trend with regards to this retail strip mall, uh, you know, is the repurposing right. of these developments, right? That's huge. Yeah, and and that's what you're saying. Uh, not so much the sushi. I mean, I got that with a restaurant, but like the WeWork idea, that's a great idea. It's a great and, idea. And, you know, that actually goes along the lines also, uh, Dylan and Dave, uh, with regards to real estate opens up so many opportunities for people, right? I mean, a lot you know uh i have a tenant excuse me not a tenant i have a client right now who has uh found a really nice building uh kind of on the verge of detroit on the boundaries of detroit and what they want to do it's a single family home it's huge and now they're like well can i carve this up and make it like a triplex hmm. and when they went to the city the city says well you actually have more room they can make it a 4 oh, but they have beautiful. to do it right it's incredible and um you know, he went in. This is with, in the suburbs, David. I'm it's, sorry. I, I, I got to be careful okay. where I'm sure. saying because we're dealing with the city, but That's it's, really cool. it's on the border of Detroit and one of the cities, okay. the suburbs. Highest and, and best use. It was incredible. He came in. He goes, "I only, I think I can do a duplex out of it." Then he's like, "Well, maybe I can get a triplex." And Ooh. now the city, which normally is, you know anti you know not anti but that's not the way they usually right. run they kind of try and be as restrictive as possible They're like you know you have enough if you just did this you can actually put in a closet and we'll allow you to do <laughs> that awesome. right it's like hitting a scratch off right. ticket for and that dealing guy. with wow. the you know i always say you always have to work really well with your city officials and oh um, sure absolutely and, and in this situation it's like he never had a problem the minute he walked in they raised their hand and they've been nothing but helpful and trying to get him to do that i'm like, wow. wow. This is so unique. That's because really usually cool. we're like you know we're butting heads, in, in this situation, because you're probably running. I'm sorry, Dylan. No, I was
1: just gonna say when I worked with the city of Berkeley on a on a, um, on a home that was uh, on the demo list, they were really easy to work with. Mm-hmm. They welcomed me in, and the city manager was like, "Just come by and talk to me." Right. I'm like, "Okay, nice to know." Sweet. Right.
0: That's awesome. Right. And so when we get back, uh, we can talk. Maybe yeah, any any run-ins with the municipalities there? Or, yeah, yeah. You know? We've been
2: yeah a lot of good communications, and they've been good. like you said very receptive yeah. actually. So. God.
0: All
3: right. Well,
1: I guess we'll be back with our final thoughts real estate realities new awesome. radio media.
3: If you need a fingerprinting service, A1 Fingerprints is the place to go. A1 Fingerprints specializes in fingerprinting for teachers, students, law enforcement, and more. A1 makes the process so easy and simple, you can be in and out in 10 minutes. A1 does walk-ins, so appointments aren't necessary. A1 Fingerprints, located in Southfield on Southfield Road. Go to a1fingerprints.com for more information. That's a1fingerprints.com. It's that easy. What's going on in your neighborhood?
4: They say it takes a village. It's the simple things.
3: The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community.
4: Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. Hi, I'm Art, and we're the crew at Tuffy Walled Lake. We've been in Walled Lake for 20 years, and through our knowledgeable staff and customer satisfaction, we've become quite the cornerstone in our community, and to our discerning customers statewide. We know how important your vehicle is to you, and we take pride in our impeccable, affordable service. And we're trying to get you back on the road as quickly and safely as we possibly can. Please stop in and see why everybody comes from all over to get their car serviced at 784 North Pontiac Trail in Wald Lake.
5: Want to stay informed, entertained, and enlightened? Get connected and stay connected today to New Radio Media.
0: Hey, we're back. This is Dave Sobel, New r- Radio Media, Real Estate Realities with Dylan Tanaka and our guest today, Dave Tupin. Dave, this has been such an interesting conversation. You know, we're in our last segment uh, for today's show, and so I just want to know, real briefly, before we get into like kind of the house cleaning items, uh, housekeeping items, what, um, what what else are you running? Are you doing a podcast or a book? What are you up to these days?
2: Yeah, so uh, about a month or two ago, I started a podcast. Mm-hmm. It's called The Heartbeat Podcast for uh, real estate investors and entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And my goal is to help other entrepreneurs find their heartbeat in, oh. you know through in business through entrepreneurship. I just think it's, I think everyone's kind of, you've got to find your rhythm, your pulse, and, and find out where you fit in. And uh, just so many people would benefit from going towards an entrepreneurial route. As opposed to uh, corporate, and um, you know, I even think in a lot of cases it's it's more worth doing that than going to school because I think school a lot of, you know nowadays it it. Fails entrepreneurs. I think it's not meant for, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that cookie cutter route. If you don't fit into it, so um, I, you know, my goal is to have entrepreneurs on there, uh-huh. people like yourselves. I'd uh-huh. love to have you guys both on there, and I'll be uh, there next Saturday.
1: See so, how does somebody Beautiful. find that podcast? <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, so you can go on iTunes. It's on iTunes, Google Play. Um, I've got some episodes up on YouTube. Just type in uh, either my name, David Tupin, or uh, you know, Heartbeat Podcast for Real Estate Investors and okay. Entrepreneurs. And
0: so, if there's any you know, multi billionaires who want to unload some of their property how did how do they get in touch with you they
2: can get in touch with me uh by going uh well sending an email would probably mm-hmm. be best david mm-hmm. dot j mm-hmm. dot tupin mm-hmm. t-o-u-p-i-n mm-hmm. at gmail.com
0: so you kind of keep all that spam away right with that email
2: i thing? do okay i do <laughs> do you have a name
0: in the company what's your company uh, tupin
2: capital very good
0: yes all right well you know what thanks for joining us i, I can't even tell you you know how intrigued I am, the fact that you're below, you know, under the age of 25 and you've accomplished so much, such a short period of time in real estate. So I welcome. Thank you. And Dylan, thanks for the introduction. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely have right. you back, whether yeah. it's a call in or in studio, sure. yeah. because, again, the, the less work that we have to do, the better the show is. <laughs> I'll right. make it easy for you. So yeah, I'm honored to be here. Thank in you. In this segment, you know, we talk about the events that are coming up and what we're doing. So, um, you know, i uh, just going to defer real quickly to Dylan. What's going on in your your neck of the woods, Dylan.
1: So, um, the RIA of Macomb's next event. Uh, for those of you who are new to the show, RIA of Macomb's, R E I A of Macomb. We're a real estate investor association. We don't try to sell coaching or pitch any wares there or anything like that. We get together. It's guys and girls like us who are buying and selling real estate, residential and commercial. Our next event is. Thursday, um, Thursday, July. I'm already in think, Yeah, right? July 26th, Thursday right. evening, Macomb Community College South Campus. You can find it at reiaofmacomb.com, and uh, you can always get a hold of me there also.
0: Right, it's a great program. You know, the great thing about REA is there's some, there's quite a few that are out there. You know, there's Oakland, Michigan, whatever. I mean, they're all over the different tri-county areas. But the problem I find myself, I don't like being sold, so I like to go and get information. And that's kind of how I met Dylan, uh, was at one of the RIAs, and his RIA, there's no selling. It's all love pure it. information, and uh, I've been I've been blessed and honored to actually speak at his event sure. as well. And then there's even more information. Right. So. Wow. But, uh,
1: yeah, this month we're going to have um, a company that, that uh, specializes in self-directed IRAs. Right. So as you Sweet. guys both know, right. we it. can buy and sell houses in our IRA and right. not pay taxes on right. them. So enough, David, David enough about me he's already read a, yeah.
2: a, or invest in syndication right. well if if we
1: multiply 5500 by how many years he's been 18 <laughs> right. or older he's already got some money in his in his roth <laughs>
2: that's very good that's
0: awesome and then uh winning futures anything up? yeah winning
1: futures school will be starting soon so winning futures is a um a non-profit i've been involved in high school mentor for 10 years if anyone's interested in giving back to the community please reach out to me or winningfutures.org and uh it's one of the you know Biggest achievements in my life is is uh, being called mentor of the year for the group.
0: So yeah, that's great. That's great. That's awesome. I that's love a great that. Great cause.
2: You got to give back.
0: Yep. So in in my neck of the woods, uh, basically, I want to. Uh, actually give a shout out to the heartbeat of our show yeah we um, missing her Nancy Phillips um, who's a little under the weather but Nancy just um, lined up a new partner we're very much involved at proven resource which is my company uh, provenresource.com Nancy is uh, community outreach and we have a program called uh, Game changers uh, which is game on cancer pardon me game on cancer uh, with Henry Ford Health System. And so what that program does is it helps people with their non-medical needs when they're undergoing cancer treatments. Nancy's very much involved with that. And she just signed up a, a huge uh, company uh, that to be announced, I think, next week. And that company is joining us in the game on cancer in our team. So if anybody out there wants to join us it raise some uh, good funds, uh, and maybe we can syndicate that money. I don't know. Sure. Uh, but, uh, that's, it, awesome. it, that's one of the programs. And plus, we have um, uh, with uh, ProvenResource.com, Sobel PLC. Our newest uh, newsletter comes out next week, uh, which has a whole bunch of information related to real estate and then other lighthearted uh, issues.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, our job as entrepreneurs, and, and you guys both know this, is we're supposed to make as much money as we can by a certain age, and then give it all away to the to the right places. <laughs> really,
0: that's true. I like and, that. Right. Yeah. And so, uh, but and which is it was very noble. Uh, in, in what you, what winning Futures says are you, are you involved in any programs or
2: yeah I actually have uh, uh, an event coming up this week if mm. anybody is interested um, the the group is called matrix human services they do a lot of work in Detroit um, they help you know a lot of families they have community programs um, they have uh, like a boxing program for for uh, grade school and high schoolers cool. um, it, you know in, in the inner city and, and helping provide those services to uh, families they help Families who have uh, conditions like AIDS and a lot of different things in the community, they have you know they give out food. So this Thursday we have our annual fundraiser called Three One Three in the D. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, uh, anyone who's interested, it's going to be at Three Fifty Terrace downtown Detroit. They have this awesome event on the rooftop with uh-huh. the I think the guy from Mojo in the Morning, Joey uh, Joey Radio is coming out uh-huh. uh, and uh, he's going to DJ. So very cool, MC. So it'll be a cool event. See, it's so nice to have a balanced life, right? Uh, to be work, family.
0: And community exactly. So really, I mean, you're on you're on your way. I mean, what a great start! I'm so I'm inspired actually from what I read on online quite a bit on uh, your generation. Uh, You know what? You're doing a great job. So thank, thank, you. thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Again. Well, thank you guys, yeah. too.
2: I appreciate it a lot. And I, I look up to guys like yourselves who you know, have, have all the experience and, and knowledge that not I can learn the from as well. Not experience. No, not we, yet. Not yet.
0: That's why we have people <laughs> like you on. Sure. So thank sure. you for joining us. This is David Sobel with New Radio Media and Real Estate Realities. Dylan Tanaka. Next week, hopefully, uh, we're going to have, is it a, a home stager, correct? Correct. Who's that? Uh, Laura Allman. Okay, Laura Allman. Home staging. Still very important in this business. Yep. All right. Thanks again. Have a great weekend. Thanks, guys. Take care, Dave.